You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Is this photo going to massively embarrass them when they're 21? You just have to think about how people are going to use it, think about how it could be used, and then sort of reverse engineer your behaviour back from that. If you could put all the extracurricular activities within the school and have them run until 5 o'clock, that would be perfect. That's a great solution. You need to talk to the government, Nia. Were you out late or did you get to 9 o'clock at least? Mate, we were out till like 10.30. (gasps) Today, when parents have to pay for babies on discount airlines, the fidget spinner craze, managing stressful moments in the home, and we're going to do it, people, the great controlled crying debate. Joining me today, we have Jacinta Tynan, author of Mother Zen and Sky News presenter, and Stav. And I'm just truncating uh, all your qualifications, Stav, to call you a children's book author. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Welcome to you both. Um, If we can just start with your kids refresher for people about your children. Jacinta, tell us about your boys. I'm just multitasking because I, as we speak, am, am putting up on Instagram that we are on live now. Awesome. Mm. See? Like mothers. We can do so many things. Sorry, Steph. Well, I'm my sure youngest uh, has just turned six, my little boy, so I'm feeling a bit um, emotional about that because that's a big jump from five. A bit moshy. Yeah, and guess and what he school? wanted for what? school? A fidget spinner. So we'll oh. get to, from, from school, you just threw me. Guess what he wanted for his birthday, I mean. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. And his older brother is seven, so six and seven, two rowdy little boys. Very close in age, aren't they? They are 19 months apart, and they have a habit of smashing television screens. We've gone Mm. through two in the last... Is that when they see you on TV? (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue. (laughs) No, No. it's not that, actually. It's just playing, and then those those screens are so fragile, actually, and I think they're designed to be disposable. Oh, well, I've got to say, my daughter um, smashed ours at one point because she got cross and threw a wooden brush. Mm-hmm. And we keep threatening every time they play. You break that. It's one of those false threats. We go, you break that TV again, we won't get another, knowing we would completely <laughs> get another one. So it's not uh, just your boys. Yeah, but they uh, they are now without a TV. So that's interesting. Yeah, right. Because that's making me suffer more than them, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> Steph, I have, I have two boys. One is a, of them is about to turn six in two weeks. He's very excited for his party, which we're going to go bowling for that. And I'm starting to think he's reasonably good at football. He scored four goals last week, um, including a game winner. When you say football? Yeah, I mean uh, soccer. soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 you're Greek. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because also it's like foot hitting a ball. Um, <laughs> and then uh, there's a little uh, younger boy, Oscar, who is four in October. And he's the most charming little oddball you've ever met. Uh, and he's very stubborn and very tenacious, but I don't know what he's interested in because mostly he's just sort of shouting and bashing things. <laughs> and they copy the older brother too, don't they? I find that they don't know what they want because they copy them. Well, I think it's also partly that he doesn't have a lot of language skill yet and he just physically communicates still a lot. But like he's interpretive there. dance. Well... <laughs> No, just more like bashing and pulling at things to get them. I was trying to be optimistic. Anyway, let's get stuck into it. First up, we're talking about discount airlines and whether we should be charged for having a baby in our lap. Because I'm leaving on a jet plane, don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. I've got to say I love John Denver. Just have to put that out there. (laughs) <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Steph. I'm not. 
not, not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. No, no, you're <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah. Jetstar has uh, certainly caused a ruckus this week after announcing that babies on laps would now incur a $30 fee. While this fee is meant to include four pieces of luggage, um, but, you know, most parents just saw the fact that carrying a squirming baby on their lap was now going to cost them an extra $30. So is this as outrageous as it sounds, or is it a reasonable thing for a discount airline to actually charge for? Jacinta, what do you think? Look, I think it depends if you're a parent or not, and also what age your kids are. And also, maybe you are a parent with young kids, but you're traveling without them. Because when all of those things are happening, you are so, don't you get so irate about other people's kids? And when you've got your own, you look around thinking, what's the problem what, yep. when people are giving you a hard time? So I, I think it's really, it's, you look at it from a different perspective, whether they're your children or not. But also, maybe it'll make up for the fact that they charge you when your kids turn two, even though they don't sit in their seat and they spend the entire time walking up and you spend the entire time walking up and down the aisle trying to entertain them. And there's an empty seat sitting there that you've just paid $600 for. So (laughs) it'll make up for that. Look, I don't really, in seriousness, seriousness, don't have a problem with it really because of the extra paraphernalia. You do, when you travel with a baby, you do have to take a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. the prams and so on. So if it is that they're charging for, okay. But we always get annoyed with airlines whenever they tack on anything, don't we? Well, and that's their whole business model, really, Jetstar. Get you in cheap and then just upsell you with a bunch of stuff. Uh, my thought, and I like that you've taken a fair approach and thought about both perspectives on that, because my thought was, let's take that 30 bucks. If you're going to charge me, take that 30 bucks and contribute $5 of food and beverage to all the six people sitting around you, because they're the ones that are actually suffering. All right? That is a great idea. Well, you know, give back. Make it a give back scheme. That's lovely. Well, they've got some comments from our Facebook audience, and Tamika says, I think charging for them to be on board the plane when they don't actually have a seat is a bit unfair. I'd feel better about it if they called it an infant's baggage charge for taking extra, taking large um, checked items such as a car seat, a large pram, um, ports, porticots, etc. They re- then it really would be more optional. So if you don't take those items, you don't pay the extra cost. Sarah says, and this is what I think is interesting, um, Tiger does this as well, and then you have to add on baggage. I just flew to Melbourne, and I went Virgin with all their inclusions. It's a no-brainer to go with either Qantas or Virgin, as when you add extra extras with others, it's the same price. So I think they're saying, you know, discount, you think you're getting a discount. By the time you add on everything, it's the same as just going somewhere else. Um, Sinem says, next thing, Jetstar will be charging extra for pregnant women as well, <laughs> which made me think about those airlines that are charging overweight people for two seats, mm. you know, so I don't know, it's getting very picky. And Carmel says, as if it's not hard enough with a squirming baby on your lap, total bo- boycott Jetstar. So it's kind of interesting. There's lots of different opinions about it. I do remember for what you're saying to um, compensate for other passengers. I remember before I had kids being on a long-haul flight Mm -hmm. and a child who's probably about two or three threw up on the plane and I was so irate. I didn't say anything, of course, when I'm sitting there thinking, oh, Mm. just my luck, there's some child vomiting. (laughs) Can't they do something about that? And then, of course, you find yourself in the same boat a few years later. And so that's what... Empathy. It really really depends where you're at in your life, whether you care or not about those things. Completely agree. I'm Siobhan Hunt. You're listening to the Parent Panel on Kindling Conversation, where we invite two parents into the studio to get their thoughts on the stories and events of the week. Today, I'm joined by Jacinta Tynan, who's the mother. Oh, she's the mother of Author I, Zen. I am the mother Zen. You are the mother Zen. Oh I my wish. goodness, that's a big title. 
and also uh, Sky News presenter and Stav, who's a children's book author. Up next, fidget spinners, they're everywhere, but are the claims being made founded in fact? They are everywhere. I thought we'd miss the fad, but the other night Darcy asked me if she could have one. I am, of course, speaking about fidget spinners, the latest fad and, dare I say, landfill to become a kiddie craze. So are they just harmless fun or are the claims that are being made, such as they help kids with ADHD, autism and anxiety, a bit far-fetched? Jacinta, your kids are in primary school. Have they been caught up in this craze? It's funny. If you'd asked me this last week, I would have said, what? It's come out of nowhere. Where did it come from? Suddenly, all this week, all I hear about is fidget spinners. And my little boy, his birthday was Monday. He's suddenly asking me for one. I'm thinking, what is it? He was given two for his birthday. So one of them, sorry, he was given one and his brother was given one because I always give them a present for the other one's birthday. The first one broke within about eight to 12 minutes, just fell apart. And the second one, his brother's one, went down the toilet Oh, no. He dropped it down the toilet. So I washed it and disinfected it, and it doesn't work anymore. You're so brave. That's that. <laughs> I fished it out. I won't tell you how. <laughs> I feel like you've let's, gone this far. <laughs> let's, not, let's not. It was clean, okay? Right. Um, but I, I don't. I just actually don't understand it. I'm wondering if it is that we're so used to seeing kids on screens these days, television, iPads, phones, and we're all guilty of that. Um, that whenever they grab something that they're actually enamoured with that is 3D and they're actually playing with something, maybe we're all, we all think, isn't this fabulous? And, oh, look, it's making them think and it's making them use their hands. It's like, what is it? Is it, is it really making them think? No, it's definitely not making ridiculous. them think. Have your boys been exposed to no, it? No, I hadn't heard of it until you emailed me about it. Oh, so I whenever I some... hear about that, I'm like, how did you miss that? Like, it does feel like it's everywhere. Well, I, you know, block your ears, Jacinta, but I never watch the news, so I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> we but... haven't featured that on the least stories I have to say. <laughs> one fidget spinners. One, one more day. Except Give them one when more someone day. swallows one. Which well, one, which and that's, that's, yeah, that's dire, that situation. But it just struck me that they're just form of distraction. I watched a YouTube tutorial as to how to use them well. <laughs> it's like, re- this guy's just keep spinning it around in different ways. I'm like, you're just doing the same thing, mate. This is boring. <laughs> and, and on your nose? You can <laughs> no, do it no. on your nose, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, I've oh, seen okay. people do it I on I say, nose. bring back the yo-yo, yep. the jacks. Oh, and what jacks do you call those things awesome. when you used to put the string around your fingers? Oh, the cat's cradle. Cat's cradle. But well, what's yeah. the game called? I don't know. And then elastics. I mean, elastics. My mum used to just go to the haberdashery. Remember those? And would buy <laughs> elastic <laughs> and we'd sew it together. At least you're you doing exercise do there. between your legs. Yeah. And that, that is, or bring back all that stuff because this is just a cheap compensation. Mm. I think so. Real toys. And we do have some comments from Facebook. Courtney says, I personally like them because I use them myself as it helps with my anxiety, but I prefer the fidget cubes though. So the fidget cubes are an actual thing that are recommended by psychologists and psychiatrists to help people who have ADHD or anxiety to calm them. And I had heard that actually the fidget spinners weren't great. Um, Alex says, 
useless, overhyped, and kids who would benefit cannot use them as most schools are banning them. Fair enough. And Lisa says, don't mind them. It's the memes and news articles about them that annoy me. Sorry, Lisa. <laughs> uh, we also have been doing a Facebook Live poll. Very exciting. You can go online, um, check us out on Kindling. You'll see. You can vote there. And so far, eight love them and 14 hate. Mm. Hate's a strong word, isn't it? But... um. Yeah, I just feel like I already have so much friggin' landfill in my house. The Shopkins thing, you guys have boys, so maybe they're not as into them, but Shopkins are just like little bits that oh, hurt I know like what they are. Yeah, and they hurt like Lego when you stand on them, <laughs> but they're just plastic. What are all these things that you do? They... What's this wonderful world? You know what the fidget spinners, what I thought they were going to be? Like worry beads, because I know you're into uh, your Greek stuff these days, Jacinta, because every time we interact, you tell me about the Greek cafe book or something. But, you know, <laughs> like wor- worry beads. You know worry beads? Do you know yeah, what worry yeah, beads Yeah, worry beads. Are? Like, you know like the thing the that you Buddhist... flick around? And, yeah. You know, that's, that's what I, I thought it was going to be like as a rosary kind of... Rosary beads? Rosary beads or... Um, well, no prayers are involved, I don't think. Or the no Buddhist s- beads, that's how they pray. Then but do their mantras. that's what I mean, something that's uh, rhythmic. Yeah, which I thought that's wow. what the fidget, fidget really spinner was going to be when I opened this year. Yeah, would sideline. Well, because when, when uh, Siobhan emailed us about it, she mentioned that there was something about ADHD and it being some form of anxiety relief. And I thought, oh, maybe this is going to be a worry bead style kind of yeah. distraction, something you do repetitively. But all you're doing is flicking a thing that spins around. It's so stupid and boring. <laughs> well, just wait. Your kids will be asking for it. About, oh, yeah. about by tomorrow, I'd say. You, you, you know what my answer is going to be, though, don't you? What is From it? From our previous... Oh, they're not getting one. Absolutely not. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's the hard ass. Yeah. Yeah. Not us. Not us, Jacinta. We're yeah. pushovers. You're listening to the Parent Panel on Kindling Conversation. I'm Siobhan Hunt. My guests today are Jacinta Tynan, author of Mother Zen and Sky News presenter, and Stav, who's a children's book author... I know, controlled crying. Everybody, I can hear your hackles raise already. We are going there because new research has come to light and we're going to chat about that shortly. Controlled crying is something every parent knows about, and just about every parent has an opinion on it. I think actually Jacinta was just trying to work out what stabs was, what stabs take, but that's the joy of life radio. Let's oh just goodness. get it out there. I have no out, idea what he's going to say. We could have a <laughs> battle here right now. Um, so it's also known as, so controlled crying, it can get confusing for those who may not have been involved in the debate, but um, people can call it teaching a baby to sleep or self-settling. There are plenty of ways to do it, lots of variations. Lots of euphemisms. Lots of euphemisms, that's right. But ultimately what it involves is some amount of time allowing a baby to cry. A recent article on ABC Online cited a study titled No Need to Make Babies Cry. That's not controversial at all, that title itself. The basic argument is that, a, that calm babies sleep better. But Here's the thing for me. So total disclosure, I tried controlled crying and failed miserably. Couldn't do it. Wasn't our style. So we made choices that we weren't going to do it. And those choices had consequences, which I was also comfortable with living with, such as sleeping with my daughter for the rest of her life until she's a child, an adult, I should say. Um, And we're okay with that. I'm totally comfortable with my kids getting into bed with us. That's fine. Um, But that was the point that I thought the actual debate misses 
in the whole thing about choice and whether you do this or not. Um, Jacinta, I'm wondering how you feel about this topic because I know you've written about how you've worked it all out yourself. Do we just get too polarised when we talk about this particular issue? It does seem to to strike a few uh, nerves, doesn't it? But I am very anti-controlled crying. I always say I don't mind what other parents do, just don't tell me about it. But I, when I say anti, I'm talking about myself. I think it's cruel. I think it's... Um, it's archaic and actually it's only a new construct. It's only happened in the West in recent times because we don't have as much time on our hands. And so we go, well, here's an easy thing. Just leave them in the room to cry. We'll tell ourselves that we're, they're, we're, they're, we're doing them a service. So we tell ourselves that we're teaching our children to be independent. Independent? They're days old. They don't need to be independent. We're supposed to be providing womb-like conditions. That's what that's what child psychologists will say and pediatricians. They've come out of the womb and they've snapped out into society and we chuck them in a cold room down the corridor and say, deal with it. It's, it's actually when you, when you even think about it, you only have to give it a second's thought to go, well, that doesn't make any sense. Babies need to be close to us. When they cry, they're not trying to manipulate us. They're not trying to get our attention. All those things people say to you that they're trying to do, they're just trying to express their discomfort, whether they're hungry, tired, or just need love. All we need to do is reach out to them and comfort them. And it actually, I find, is quicker as well. People think the other way is quicker. And look, I could go on about this forever. But the other thing I think about controlled crying is that it is not good for anyone. It's distressing for the baby and it is distressing for the mother. They may not want to admit that, but it is. No one feels good about leaving their child to cry until they stop. And that's what controlled crying is. It's leave them to cry until they stop because guess what? The child got the message deep down in their subconscious that no one's coming. I give up. We tell ourselves, oh, look, they stopped crying. It worked. No, they've given up. And some part, psychologists will say, that's, and I've done a lot of reading on this, that some part of their brain has shut down and said, okay, I get it now. When I need someone, no one will come. Oh, and so it, it breaks awful. the connection. You can repair that so you don't need to worry about it if you've, if you've done. I'm, talk, I'm not yeah. just talking to you. I'm talking generally. And I've had moments too. Oh, don't worry. Too. I've totally made up for it. <laughs> <laughs> totally made I'm up for compensated. that. I've compensated. But yeah. I've, I've had moments too where I've left them inadvertently. But uh, we can repair that. You can repair it for for as long as you want It can, you know, when they're adults. But it's just at the time if you've got if you can think about what you're doing and think it's not the way to go and I need to reach out to my child, they just need me, it makes sense. We don't even need studies for it. It just makes sense. Stav, what I'm, do you think? I'm really curious as to what you think my opinion of it is. <laughs> That's the game I want to play. What do you, Jacinta, think my opinion on control crime is? I don't know you well enough, Stav. No, but go, go with I your gut read. I think you might be a bit of a, a routine guy. Your family might be a little bit, we have to get them into a routine. Well, there are ways to do that. Not at all. Kind of. We're the least from that. When my son was eight weeks old, he was up at Splinter in the grass. We made them <laughs> as like flexible as possible so we could do whatever the hell we wanted. Um, control crying. Great sloganeering. Wonderful way to sell books. It's alliteration. Brilliant way to sell books. With like Literally all it is is just leave them there. They cry a bit and maybe they self-settle or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, I don't... The thing that I agree most with you about Jacinta is do what you want in your house. I'll do what I do in my house. And it's, it's just and it's it like, that. yeah, let's leave it at that. I don't get too amped up about most like parenting style topics because I'm just like, I'm going to do me. We're going to do it our way and everyone else can go. You insert the word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess we sort of vaguely did try it um, once. My wife had 
particular trouble with it and found it perturbing. Um, but that was more of a technique of like she needed to find a way to stop breastfeeding in bed and have this little child always chewing away mm. and hurting her. Mm. And so there needed to be some form of not doing that, like months some and months and months separation. in. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I found it an interesting analogy that, or sorry, the point that you made, Jacinta, was with regards to they've just come into the world. But I do think there probably at some point comes a time where you need to find some sort of separation, at least for my wife's boobs we did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not well, control crying is often something that happens as soon as they're born. No, and I don't yeah, agree that's with what so I mean, so when they're that young. I do have I definitely do have friends that are corporate types, control, they like control and controlled scenarios. I absolutely agree with you that babies and children are variables that are not controllable. It's not science and it's not maths. So you can't that hence our desire to have flexibility. Hence our desire to have our children be able to sleep anywhere, do it, be completely open to ideas. Did that ideas. work, by the way? Well, it definitely worked with the first one. With with Oscar, don't know as much because we're a bit more tied down because we've got two kids. Yeah. You know, whereas when you've got one and there's just a baby, you just lug them any old place and just do what you want. <laughs> and and if we attitude. should say there, for anyone who's listening and getting very frustrated, that obviously, as we say, it doesn't work for every family. Some families, the, the mum might be going back to work and she has to get the child into a routine and she has to get her sleep and maybe you're sleep deprived and you need to know that your baby's going to sleep. So if you need to do that, that's fine. I'm not judging anything anyone else does. But what I will say is that there are plenty of people that are told that this is the only way to go because it is the predominant conversation. It is what we're mostly told as new Mm -hmm. mums is that, oh, this is how you do it. You know, um, child care nurses will come into your home. Books will tell you this is the way we do it here. So just for those who think, I don't know about this, there might be another way. I guess that's what why I've written about it in Mother Zen, why I talk about it, because, yeah, there is another way. And I totally agree with that because I think we were at a point with Darcy that because we had no idea. We had no idea what we were doing. There's no guidebook, is there? No, and she was about 10 months and she was in the cot and we were in a one-bedroom with a sunroom so she could hear us all the time and she wouldn't and she you know the floorboards would squeak as we tried to get away and I was back at work and it was all so hard and I just was like well what can I do to make this work and we were told that that was the only way it would so I felt and I agree with you I felt that that was the only way we could do and my kind of overall thoughts on it is about trusting your instinct so if you don't like it don't do it. And if you think it's okay and it doesn't affect you, then that's all right as well. Like it's completely up to you. And I think we forget that as parents sometimes. I mean, there'll be consequences. There always are for everything you do. But you choose and by your instinct what you're happy with and what you can live with. And then that's end of story. It's your deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> End of rant. Put, well put. There, <laughs> You're listening to the parent panel. We'll be back after this very short break talking about how to manage stressful moments with your kids. Kindling conversation. Kindling Kids Radio is here. Music, stories, and imagination. Find us on kindling.com.au or scan kids on your digital radio. I've been wondering how parents deal with, I'm not going to say overall 
stress. I'm talking about, um, I'm actually going to call them stress pinnacles because that's how I experience them in my life. Uh, My example is perhaps when you're running late in the morning and your three-year-old son asks you to find Falcon Man's wings somewhere among his (laughs) massive pile of toys, cars, all that sort of stuff. And then your daughter asks you for the billionth time, why does she have to go to school? You're carrying all of their bags, including your own, and you're tripping up on your dress as you start to walk out. And they're both crying because you can't answer, you can't find the wings, you can't answer the question satisfactorily because we know she just wants to stay home. There's tears and snot everywhere, all the way to school. And when you're in that car, it feels like a pressure cooker. No matter how much you know it's not your fault, it just, the stress goes through the roof. So it's not personal, of course. I'm not talking about my life, but how do (laughs) Not at all. I think you're talking about mine, actually. Well, are you talking about mine? Because why am I wearing a dress? (laughs) Which is fine. Well, Stab, come on. As if you haven't worn a dress before. I don't think, I'm not sure that I have. But anyway, I don't want to get us off topic. (laughs) Well, I'm just wondering how others deal with it. I thought at, on a parent panel, this is the perfect opportunity to get tips from other parents. Now, I did accidentally call you Mother Zen before, and you are the Mother Zen, Jacinta. I'm just going to come to you oh, gosh, for all solutions. You know, you-, you know I call my book Mother Zen because I'm aspiring to that, not because <laughs> I'm in- I think you were in my house this morning because, look, most mornings are like that. I'm... I actually, I'm going to get serious for a moment because I am struggling in this department. I yell much more than I would like to. You should never yell at your kids. It's never helpful. It doesn't achieve anything for starters and all it does is distance you from them. But I get to a point where I can't, I don't know what else to do. I've tried everything else and I will yell. And this morning, case in point, and that was over lost socks. It's time to go to school. I've had the socks out. Where have they gone? <laughs> I look everywhere and I say to my six-year-old, where did you put your socks? I don't know. And he's playing and he's got the Lego out. And they, it's just, it's very frustrating, <laughs> isn't it? But I used to... Isn't it, isn't it good how other people's like parents' problems are sort of funny? Yeah, after yeah, the, yeah, but so to you, it's like well hell. You, well, you may laugh. Over there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. When sorry. I wrote Mother Zen and my kids were younger, I, I put in there something that I like to do and I have to remind myself to do it. And that is to look at those moments. It's very hard, but you have to stop. And as, they, as Sarah Napthali says in Buddhism for Mothers, it's that stop pause and she, these aren't her words but it's that pause and and think before you act we have that choice in that moment to go i'm either going to yell here and disenfranchise yourself from your child or you can see the humor in it you can also see the love in it and say when they're 25 or when they're 35 and leaving home uh, in your case <laughs> then, Zing. then i'm going to want this true, by the way. i'm going to want this moment back but I'll tell you what, if you if you will indulge me with a really quick anecdote, I had a real breakthrough on this recently, not this morning, uh, to go back and forth, don't you? Where my... Was it when you were fishing the fidget spinner out of the toilet? <laughs> no, it was before that, actually. Okay, There's good. something every day. I was thinking you could do this topic every single day and get something else. I My seven-year-old was having a meltdown the other day. Reason is irrelevant, but he was really upset and he was having a full-on meltdown like you would at, at three. And so I had, I thought, okay, I'm going to put into practice what I've read about and heard about. Stop, pause. I can either lose it, which I've done many times, and say, would you stop it? You're seven years old. Stop carrying on like this. I've done mm. that before. But I thought, no, he's upset because, you know, the frontal lobe of their brain isn't even formed properly. They're just expressing emotions. They're not trying to annoy us. So I thought I'm going to take the time, and it takes time to do this technique. And I grabbed him. 
through much resistance. He was kicking at me. He was trying to hit me. And I just held him and I said, I know you're angry. I know you're angry. It's okay. I'm here. I said, your emotions are big, but I can handle it because they think no one can handle my emotions and they get more upset. So I thought I'm just going to practice it. And I kept going and I said to him, you're angry, but anger is just sadness that you haven't talked about. And soon you're going to feel your body change. And you're going to feel sad. I was plucking things out of my arsenal. I didn't know if it was going to work. Like I had this arsenal of information. I was like, I'll try this, I'll try this. And he said to me, like a miracle after a few minutes, after kicking me and trying to get away from me, Mummy, my body's changing. Wow. And he said, I do just feel sad. And then he told me the thing he felt sad about. And we were connected. And then he hugged me and all was well. And i that's happened once. But <laughs> what I mean That is, was really powerful, there man. It is, there it is. That's, yeah. that's what it... When they carry on like that, they actually are reaching out. And it's yeah. up to us. If we can find the patience to mm. connect with them, because you can't correct until you connect. That's... I love that. You're going to use it, aren't you, Stav? Correct and connect. So, so what do what do you do in your Well, life? I mean, I can't. I haven't got some epic, beautiful story of connection, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but that's probably not why I'm here. I'm here for comic relief and uh, just simple life. Um, uh, I it after that. Well, I do. Uh, look, when I'm patient, you know, I'll look. Let me be honest. I'll. May, I've got some meditations I fall back on, uh, and when they're carrying on like maniacs. Sometimes I just put on some headphones and listen to a podcast about the NBA <laughs> and just I, I find a bit med- of me time. I thought you were going to say that you meditate with them. No, no Just I shut know. them out. No, no, no. Yeah, no, shut them out. Shut them out for a little bit. Got to get some me time in. You're listen- breaking up. My friend says to her kids, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that. Some sort of weird static in the air. And then I do shout like a crazy person, of course, sometimes um, because I'm training them to be shouters. Uh, which which is not none of this is advice but I'm just being honest about what does occasionally happen but I think you're absolutely right it is about finding the connection and talking to their behaviour rather than necessarily talking about them or you are being like this or you are doing such and such it's about talking about their behavior or their emotion and how to process that which i think is the wonderful thing in your example that you hit on you know what? <clears throat> excuse me i just have to interrupt to say that um Jacinta's example was precisely what we need as parents but what the question what i was really trying to get at was just to help myself and that not my kids mm-hmm. and that is um what i find as a parent and Jacinta i think you can relate to this very i mean obviously you've already said that you can but um you know all the things we know all the things Pe- people who are listening to this panel um care about their kids enough to know how we should respond mm-hmm. um i don't even have a problem getting to that my problem is the actual cortisol levels in my body that just get up there when the kids are yelling and screaming. It's not how I react. It's not what I can teach them in the moment. The thing that always surprises me is that I have never been, of all the jobs I've had, and I've had very stressful jobs, I have never been as stressed as when both my kids are screaming Mm. and crying and kicking me. (laughs) I'm with you. After we're done with the panel, I can show you these meditations. (laughs) They they, they press all your buttons. That's it, don't they? And look, I'm the only thing I've got, which is what we've all got, and I don't do it very well, is Mm. that, that, that pause where you go, before I yell here, before I lose it, before I start taking away iPads and carrying on and being like a crazy woman, which Mm. is what I've done, and then they start laughing at you, is to pause, pause. What do they need from me right now? What can I do? And the thing is, we might go, I don't have the time for that, or that's too hard. I'm out of control here. I've lost my temper. But it's good for us too because they 
like you saw with my son, that example I gave, they respond better to that. They calm down quicker. They don't act out as much when they feel heard. And I just notice a difference when I do that, which isn't as often as I would oh, like. Oh, yeah, who's got the time? But uh, sorry just to push you through this because I didn't get to do this last time you came on the show and I'm just not letting you leave the studio until I get a lullaby out of you. Uh, and that is my pet thing Oh, I forgot you were going to ask us that. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> now you're in it. Now you're in it. So, um, yes, before we wrap the show, I do like to ask our guests, A, if they have a song that they sing to their children or B, if they remember the song that they were sung when they were kids. Stab, don't shake your head. You're a muso, man. You, sh- you should my be kids, loving this. My kid didn't know that I was actually in a band until his like primary school teacher worked it out <laughs> and said it in front of him. So It doesn't matter. We all know you can sing. So what do you sing <laughs> to your kids, Stab? Well, I don't sing them anything. Uh, <laughs> because I'm too listening, too busy listening to podcasts about the yeah, NBA. Like, Go to sleep. No, but I um, do get nostalgic about um, not to talk about other uh, kids' media while I'm on Kindling. <laughs> but when I when we are watching Nick Junior, uh, which I think is a sponsor occasionally this program, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have. Uh, do you know those characters, Dee Dee and B? No, a little those little guys. Did he, I think one's a, a bee and one's a bug or something. I can't remember. But anyway, oh, they got. A don't be- pretend you don't know. They got. A, they've got a beautiful nighttime song, mm. and it, it's really heartfelt, and it sort of breaks my heart every time it would come on as we would hold. The You've got to sing seven. it now, and please try not to cry. I'm not going to cry, but built it up a little bit. It's just uh, whatever. I do. do I really have to do yes, this? Yes, you do. Yeah, we're you waiting. Do. Good night, deep. Bedtime, so it seems. Good night, Didi. Have really pretty dreams. Good night, son. The moon is on her way. See you in the morning for a dazzle, dazzle day. Blah, blah, and on it goes. There's more, but whatever. Oh, I could just wow. sit and listen to it all, <laughs> all, all afternoon. And, and you, do you sing that? At, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. But when, when we did watch it, when Yanni, my eldest, was much younger and a baby and the song would come on, it would just sort of break my heart. I don't know yeah. why it did, but it was just very sweet. Well, I cry at Puff the Magic Dragon every oh, time man. I hear it. Every time. Every time. I'm with you all but the way. Did your mum sing you? Did your, uh, is your mum Greek? She is. Did Cypriot, she, both. And did she sing any song? Because I know about lullabies. A lot of people sing them to connect to family or culture. And I'm just wondering if your mum sang any. Not that I can recall. Not really. No. So, but I've got the memory of a goldfish. I mean, she probably did. (laughs) You need to ask her that. Your mum's at home crying right now. She's not at home crying. She's at home (laughs) stressing about the fact that she's got to move out of her home. She's minding his kids. That's what she does. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Jacinta, it's very mean to make you follow on from Stan. But you, do you yeah. have a song that you act to follow? Do you know if I do actually? But I was going to say the other night, out of the blue, I don't know what made me do this, but I played the kids David Bowie's Space Odyssey, Ground Control to Major Tom. Because when I was in year two, my the, I had a relief teacher who taught us the lyrics, mm-hmm. and my little boy and I and I were just talking about teachers, and I said to him, oh, I had this great teacher in year two, which is his year, and he taught me the lyrics. Da, da, da. So I ended up playing it to them, and then we keep singing it together now. It's the most beautiful Aww. song, and it made me cry because it took me back to that moment when the teacher had done that, and I know every word to it because of that. But the song I sing for them, when, they were, when Jasper was born, I thought to myself, I need to make up a little song that can always be our song. So I did, and I've stolen the tune. You might recognise it. <laughs> but at, at 
and every and every now and then, and I can't actually won't recognise it because I can't sing. But every now and then, I whip it out and sing it to them, so that it's. I'm hoping I don't know if it does, but I always think, will this take you back to your babyhood? So I sing to them. I say, little little insert name because they both get one. Go to sleep and dream sweet dreams of all the things you want to be. Above the treetops, land and sea. See, it makes me cry. Aww. Little, little, insert name. <laughs> go, uh, da, 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 go to sleep and dream sweet dreams. And then I think I say again. I think I repeat that. Yeah. And then at the end, I say, I just whisper, "You can be anything you want to be, my darlings." Aww. And then I say, "Good night to the owl in the tree," because we used to have an owl. And good night to the possum on the roof. Oh, that is beautiful. <laughs> can you come and sleep? Sing me to sleep. Please. Was that is the that melody right? of Bohemian Rhapsody? Is that <laughs> what I was recognizing? I knew it wouldn't work it out. Stop it. It was. It was. Twinkle, no, it's twinkle. gorgeous. Come I, on. You're a great mum, I can just tell. Can you yeah. sing that in your voice instead? Don't no, be ridiculous. No, it's not, that's not what I was saying. It was just more like I could just see how awesome you are as yeah, a mum. Yeah, and he's crying now because he wants you to come and no, sing. To I him just to need sleep. someone to calm me down. <laughs> I highly recommend meditation. You know, I plug it whenever I can. It does me the world of good. Well, um, it was beautiful. Thank you so much, Jacinta, for that. Thank you, Stav. Thank you for coming in. And uh, before we go, I will tell you the final Facebook poll results for the Fidget Spinners was 21 love and 26 hate. So the haters win, people. What an optimistic ending (laughs) to our show. The haters win. Um, And if you'd like to go back and listen to Jacinta or Stav, Stav sing their lullabies, I certainly will. This will be online later this afternoon. Just head to kindling.com.au. Jacinta Stav again, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Lots of fun. Thank you. That was Jacinta Tynan, author of Mother's End and Sky News presenter and Stav, children's book author. The parent panel will be back next Friday from midday and that's all from us this week. I'll be back on Monday. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.